You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio. It's time now for the Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lintonello. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, hey, what a morning. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you didn't get your beauty sleep just getting back from Hershey. Um, I didn't, yeah. I didn't either. Of course, I don't sleep during Hershey week much, so uh, by the time I get home, I'm ready to go into a coma. I know, I know. I mean, I got home at, at a little after 1 o'clock in the morning, and I was outside at 7 a.m. this morning uh, emptying out the rental van, and I just brought that back, got home, and it's like, okay, just enough time to make some tea and jump on the radio show. So it was a great week. It really was. I had a blast. How about you? It, 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 it was a great week. Um, you know, obviously, um you know, one of the things that was uh, near to us um, throughout the entire time was uh, the loss of our uh, director of the library and and my personal friend, um, Chris Ritter, and, uh, you know, who was uh, taken in an unfortunate accident uh, just a little over a week ago now um, and uh, leaves behind a young family and, and, and wife. And uh, so, you know, we, you know, all, uh, you know, went through processing that, you know, uh, going to headquarters, talking to the uh, folks in the library and the other staff, and, of course, uh, Steve Moskowitz, who was uh, really, uh, really close to Chris on a, on a daily basis. And, uh, you know, but, uh, and, you know, we're all trying to trying to come to terms with that and make some sense of it. Um, I know that... Uh, David, um, he was uh, had become very fond of Chris, having spoken to him multiple multiple times on on the show here. And uh, I know David, you had something that you wanted to uh, dedicate to to Chris's memory. Uh, right. Uh, help everyone. I had shared the story with. Uh, a friend of mine, and uh, they sent this to me, and I thought it fit quite well. And, you know, we live one day at a time, and we never know what the next day is going to bring. But I, if you don't mind me reading this, I'll share it with everyone, and I think it hits home. When tomorrow starts without me, please try to understand that an angel came and called my name and took me by the hand. The angel said, my place was ready in heaven far above, and that I'd have to leave behind those I dearly love. When I walked through heaven's gates, I felt so much at home, for God looked down and smiled at me and told me, welcome home. So when tomorrow starts without me, don't think we're far apart, for every time you think of me, I'm right there in your heart. And, uh. Wow, that's beautiful. I, yeah, I just, uh, have thought so much and so many times about, uh, 
you know, Chris and uh, his family and just hope that uh, we can find something in it and that we know that, that Chris is looking down on us and with his blessings. So with that, uh, I'm going to turn it back to you all. Well, to, to, to that end, um, there was a lot of, lot, a lot of love in Hershey um, for Chris and his family over the week. Obviously, the, the, the hardest part is the loss, but the other side is, you know, tough times bring out uh, the best in people, and uh, people who did and didn't know Chris, everybody who's asking what they could do, how they could um, support and or help the family um, through their loss. And uh, I'll tell you, I was at the... I didn't see you at the auction. I know some... But I did go to the RM auction, RM Sotheby's auction up there at the Hershey Lodge on uh, Thursday... uh, Thursday evening? Yeah, Thursday evening. And uh, Rob Meyer, who's the founder of RM Auctions, uh, had become aware of what had happened and uh, spoken with Steve. And RM did a a very nice tribute to Chris, and uh, Rob himself got up on the podium there, uh, spoke about Chris, told the audience what had happened, and um, in great style, um, they raised over $150,000 from people, from bidders in the audience, and Rob himself, um, to go into a scholarship fund for Chris's two young boys. It, it just really highlights what a great hobby we have, you know, and just sitting here thinking about it, I'm starting to get a little, little misty here while I'll try to pull that together. But, um, you know, it's... That's wonderful. Yeah. I mean... Paul, people are great. They really are. Yeah. One big family. Yep. Yeah. And um, so it it was really heartwarming, like I said, to see all all the positives coming out of such a tragedy. And uh, it really does show how, hey, we all pull together. So, amazing. Except for you and me. We're not always pulling together. We've been pulling in opposite directions. We are, you know. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was nice. It was nice to uh, see you on the show field yesterday morning with a big car show. It must have been. I mean, that that field was packed. I, you know, a lot of people are saying, okay, it's going to be on a Friday, not the usual Saturday. There's going to be less cars. No way. There was, like, no empty spots. There had to be close to 1,500 cars. I mean... I don't know how many, but that's about what it seemed like. It was huge. Yeah, it wasn't quite that many, but um, uh-huh. you know what? Any variation in the number of registrations that we had up there uh, weren't out of sync with just general year-to-year fluctuations, um, especially especially given the fact that, you know, unfortunately, you know, AACA has a lot of members in Florida, which, as we know, was you know, devastated right. um, in many areas. And so not only were a lot of our members down there who were residents unable to make it up because of 
uh, for obvious reasons and priorities. But the other part of it is you had so many people who are uh, snowbirds, and they're getting ready to head south. And, of yep. course, they have properties in Florida, though they may have been in Pennsylvania, New York, and other places. Um, and, and they have priorities, too. So, you know, I thought it was great. I mean, you take everything yeah. into consideration. I thought it was wonderful. It was. And, you know, <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking, I wonder how many people are pulling up this morning for the car show. <laughs> Not knowing oh, that I know. it changed. <laughs> Hey, and, what's uh, going on? <laughs> especially local local folks, and I know that the, right. the you know local media covered it some, but you know I can see a lot of people from two hours away. Um, yep, you know hopping uh, yeah. in the car. <laughs> They're like, what? <laughs> what? The? <laughs> oh well, exactly. I I wouldn't want to be uh, uh, have breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Well, either that or drop in, uh, you know, into national. That, that'll teach them not to listen yes. to the classic car show, right? That's yeah. right. Right. Ah. Yes. We we have been pushing that for uh, a couple of months now that, you know, it had moved. Um, right. The crowd size was great, too. You know? It was. It, it was, you know, very sizable crowd. I mean... I had a booth in the chocolate field, and uh, we had a lot of people buying magazines and subscriptions. So, uh, yeah, there was some good traffic, without a doubt. Um, you know, I and this this also speaks to the quality of of people. Don't get me wrong. You know, there are unscrupulous people in everything you do in every walk of life. So, you know, the car community is not immune to that. However. The vast majority of people who are in the hobby, as we've just been speaking this morning, are really, really good folks. So I set up uh, my stuff, and of course, I want to go shop too. I might miss out on something, you know. Some I didn't do any of that. Yeah, well, you know, you've got to be there, you know, glad handing and extolling the virtues of Crankshaft Magazine and. You know, putting Taking out pictures you know, with my fans. <laughs> that's it. You know, sh- sh- schlepping the magazine. You know me. I, you know, scurvy little spider. I, I set my stuff up out there, and um, I uh, put out a, a box. I just put a little sign on there. I put my parts out back of the truck. Put a little sign up. Said honor system. Please put money in this box. And I went off uh, shopping. And uh, when I came back, hey, a lot of my stuff was gone. But guess what? I had all the money in the box. Everybody. Really? Had paid. Oh, yeah. Everybody. Well, obviously, none of those people were from Brooklyn. No way. <laughs> stuff would have been gone, and the box of money would have been gone. <laughs> We're not fools. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Hershey bonus. We're eating on the town tonight. <laughs> well, well, next year, my brother and I decided we're going to get uh, maybe another booth, adjoining one. I want to talk to the, the people there, and we're going to, you know, we have so many car parts that are just laying around that are, are 
worthy and useful for other people. And, you know, the older you get, it's like, I don't need these anymore. So maybe we'll, you know, have a booth selling parts too next year. So that'll be fun. But it's it's great having a booth. You're hanging out. People come over. People you haven't seen in years. And it's like one big family reunion. It really is. And the weather was nice. Oh, yeah. It was sunny in 72. So it was just a great time. Just And, and those memories carry you throughout the rest of the winter as you hold up in the house, you know. So, uh, yeah, Hershey's a must. I love it. No, it was... Uh it was so cool, you know. I, of course, there are a bunch of people that, you know, I might uh, exchange texts with, or you know, see on social media or otherwise um, throughout the year. But you, you only see them the one time um, at Hershey. Um, I, you know, and I ran into uh, a, a good friend, uh, Stephanie Wasminski. Um, her uncle and her grandmother and grandfather were friends over the years and um, you know they sadly had and her uncle's wife as well Tammy and you know we would see one another every year over the years of course have been going a long time now and then you know slowly tragedy struck and you know but they kept passing the torch you know every time the car would change owners and they'd pass the torch and I got up there I got to see uh, Steph and um, you know talk about uh, good times and you know exchange memories uh, a few laughs a few tears talking about uh, you know the family and everybody and she's still there showing the cars and it's time for a break all right. When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144 page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. Since the 1960s, J.C. Taylor has been America's premier specialty insurance provider for classic cars, antique autos, modified, and custom vehicles. Our customers have trusted us to protect their prized possessions for more than six decades. For more information, or to receive a quote, contact our expert team today by calling 888-ANTIQUE, or by visiting our website at jctaylor.com slash awr. That's 888-268- 4783 or visit jctaylor.com/awr drive through time with peace of mind jc taylor you're listening to america's web radio on the america's broadcast network.com thank you for listening and now back to the classic car show on america's web radio with tom cox and richard lentinello Well, 
we're back. But that the car show yesterday was spectacular. I know when I ran into you, you told me about the 90-year-old man from Pittsburgh who drove to Hershey in his 51 Hudson Hornet convertible. And it had twin-H power. And the guy was sitting there. He was a frail little old man, and he drove it. I mean, that's a great story, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I don't know that he's necessarily frail, but Ken's pretty spunky. But uh, i got to tell you, I I love Ken Schulte. He, I've known Ken for years and years. Gosh, I don't know, probably 30-some-odd years at least. Um, there's wow. a real contingency of Hudson lovers up there in, in Pittsburgh. And uh, Ken is always, I've always told him, I, he's, he's like my my hero, you know, and he's who we all should strive to be in the hobby, for one, and most importantly, Ken's the type of guy that's always trying to help everybody else, um, always imparting his knowledge to everyone, always trying to help everybody, always just, just a great stand-up guy. I mean, he's the epitome of people in this hobby, you know, all this good, uh, but here's the kicker, and that's what I was telling you. He drives that 51 Hornet everywhere, 51 Hudson Hornet convertible. And, Amazing. Uh, he's, he's in great shape, too. To awards. I was talking to him about it. I said, you know, I said, you drove it here, obviously. He goes, yeah, that's what it's made for. That's that's what I do. I drive it. You right, know, the car. <laughs> when, when they were brand new, what did you do? Did you stick them in some sort of bag in the garage no you drove them he said i drive it i clean it i drive it i clean it it's just that simple um i don't know how many uh aaca senior preservation awards ken has but he has a ton of them um and uh, for my my money that's how the hobby needs to be enjoyed and uh the man <laughs> he just kills it it's a, he's a amazing hobbyist um yeah it was a great time out there uh got to see uh great friends uh bob and nancy dunbar they have a 70 gto judge out there and uh they're just great folks great cars i mean you know it was hard to get my judge judging duties done that's my biggest problem i have a hard time taking care of my judging duties out there on the field because I keep running into so many people that I know. You know? Well, you're like the mayor of Hershey. Yeah, you're the mayor no. of Hershey. Everywhere you go, you're like a superstar. And everybody wants to talk to Tom Cox. I know. They want their picture taken of you. They want your autograph. You know, every yeah, time yeah, I saw yeah. you on the show field, you had like 30 people all around you. I mean, there was no oh, women yeah. around you. There was all guys. But, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> the women were around me. <laughs> you know, and, and, and yeah, that's right. And and we were out there, uh, you know, trying to get a couple of uh, couple of pictures in there. You know, there we are. You know, we have to scramble to get your brother to come over and take pictures. The uh, I'm I'm glad they had a, had a, had a great time. You know. Oh, oh yeah, it was a- this was the 39th anniversary of going to Hershey with my friend Lou, and Lou was with us yesterday. Did this past week. And my younger brother, David, came out. They both came out from Long Island. And we had an absolute blast. You know, Tuesday wasn't a hot day. It was raining. It was windy. It was 46 degrees. It was awful. 
but come Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, it was 72, sunny, absolutely beautiful. So it was worth it. It really was. It's been. Already looking forward to next year, and I already made my hotel reservations when I was checking out, so I'm booked at the Comfort Inn right down the road. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to it again. Yeah. <laughs> Before my 40th year. Yeah. Wow. We're going to have to, like, have, like, a, a birthday cake and, you know, like a celebration, you know? I think you should. 100-year-old man makes it to Hershey for 40th year. <laughs> yeah, just don't give me those candles that don't blow out. I'll run out of breath. <laughs> the, um, but there was some spectacular cars on the show field, you know. Uh, the NB Center, Mr. Bulgari, had that beautiful oh. black Lafayette. Did you see that? Stunning. Oh, yeah. And, of course, uh, it has black wall tires, which made it even better looking. But a gorgeous car. Now, I, I had a chance to uh, speak with Mr. Bulgari for for a few minutes, and uh, he was he was there. He was out there on the in the flea market. He was out there on the show field. Um, you know, and the, the cool thing about what he does um, is he preserves and and he and his team, you know, Keith Flickinger and company up there, they put together the most exquisite restorations of everyday vehicles. You know, they're not in it, you know, I mean, and, and most of us aren't, you know, in it for the money. We're in it for the love of it. But certainly, you know, a lot of people tend to think, you know, well, you know, if I'm going to spend all this money and time and effort, I want to be able to, you know, have a lot of equity in the finished product and be able to at least, you know, get back as much of my money or make a profit, you know. But but not Mr. Bulgari. He restores, you know, they have the finest restorations of sedans, you know, Nash's, Buicks, you know, just regular average cars. And I, I said to him, uh, you know, we really, really, really appreciate the fact that, you know, you're really preserving a part of family automotive history. You know, everybody didn't have a, uh, you know, muscle car or a high-powered sports car or, or a Duesenberg. Um, a lot of people just had regular families and ants. That's what moved America. That's what moved right. the, the world. And, uh, man, they do a great yeah, job with that stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the restorations are top quality, as they say, Pebble Beach quality. It's stunning, absolutely stunning. So that was a treat to see that Lafayette as well as, you know, uh, some of his other cars. But the cars on the show field, you know, ranging from vintage race cars and midgets to, you know, sports cars and the HPOS class now. You see how large it is? It's really growing. I was surprised. Yes, yes. The orig original cars are are really, really popular. Um, you know, and it kind of kind of makes sense. AACA was the first major automotive organization to recognize the importance of keeping cars original as they came from the factory. Those that were in good enough shape to you know be maintained and curated, um, so that you know they would be around for other people to look at. When they're doing restorations on cars that, you know, were beyond, um, you know, just maintenance and, you know, a little cosmetics, you know. Um, 
best way to figure out how the manufacturer actually put the vehicle together is to be able to look at an original car. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, several years ago, there would be like, you know, 20 cars there. Now, yesterday, there had to be 60 of them, at least, all original. Oh, yeah. Faded paint, primer coming through, you know, even ones that look like they just came off the showroom floor. I mean, it runs the whole gamut, you know. But uh, even that 39 Pontiac with uh, the original paint and all the patina, I mean, it's just great to walk that section of the show field and see how cars exactly were when they rolled off the assembly line. You know, even looking at the well, original stickers and, and you know, the uh, OK approval stamps on the firewall. I mean, that's great stuff. Yeah. Love it. Oh, yeah. All, the, all those details. And it, it really highlights uh, the fact that there's... There's a spot in the hobby for everybody, no matter what your tastes are, no matter what your pocketbook is. I'm telling you, you know, so many people think that it's going to cost them a fortune to get involved in the antique car hobby, and that's just not true. Um, not true. Know, look, I, I'd like to have a Duesenberg, but I realize that, you know, I have maybe uh, a Cadillac budget, so... <laughs> I know that I'm probably not going to have a Duesenberg. I can appreciate well to see Duesenbergs, but, you know, there's something for everyone. Yeah. I would never want a Duesenberg. You know why? They don't have any cup holders. How could you drive a car without <laughs> cup holders? Come on. <laughs> yeah. That's no, insane. No, no way. <laughs> no, no package shelf to put the little dog with the uh, bobbing head. That was no, it doesn't even have a USB port, so I could plug in my uh, iPhone. You know, I mean, come on. <laughs> Who cares about the Duesenberg and that fancy bow tie front bumper? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, and there were three Duesenbergs um, at, yeah, at the show. That there. green one is gorgeous, right? Yes. Uh, that you big know, with I, the black walls. <laughs> yeah, pretty car. Um, and I also saw, in, in terms of Duesenberg, saw an old friend there. Um, an SJ that I hadn't seen in probably 35 plus years. Um, first saw it when I was a kid, got to sit in it when I was 13 years old. Uh, was owned by a guy by the name of John Knox, uh, from down in Chesapeake, Virginia, who had a, had a body shop and, uh, loved cars and he, uh, really went out on a, on a, on a ledge and, and put all of his money together and bought this car and then brought it back and restored it. It's just kind of cool to see that, so it allowed me to sort of step in time, reminisce a little bit. Um, but no, there's the DPC class, driver participation class. You know, people think, oh gosh, my car is not worthy. You know, I don't need to bring it out onto the show field. Nobody wants to see it. I'm going to be embarrassed. You know, Absolutely not. Uh, there are cars out there that are daily drivers that are welcome on the uh, on the show field. The other killer thing is the fact that all of the AACA shows free to the general public, and you like free, right, Rich? I love free. I mean, you go to some <laughs> car shows, you pay thirty, forty, you know, sometimes a hundred and fifty bucks for these concours. Well, like Pebble Beach, you pay 450 to get in the gate, and it's like, okay, there's a hundred cars here, and uh, I can't see them because it's so crowded. And yet, you go to an AACA event, and there's anywhere from you know 
five, six hundred cars. Yesterday at Hershey, there was over a thousand. And it's free. And you got all day. The cars are on the show field starting around 7 a.m., sometimes before that. And they start rolling out at 3 p.m. And, you know, people sit on the exit road and they watch the cars leave the show field and you smell all that exhaust fume and it's just so wonderful experience and it's all free. I mean, you gotta love it. And, okay, you gotta break, folks. Let's get back to you in a minute. Radio's not free. lasted for six decades. Call 888-ANTIQUE or visit jctaylor.com slash awr to get a quote today. That's 888-268-4783 or visit jctaylor.com slash awr. Drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor. When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega dollar collector cars you can't afford or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. And now, back to the classic car show on America's Web Radio with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello. We're back. <sighs> yeah, we're back. You know, yeah. one of my, one of my favorite nap. cars... <laughs> I did. I, I took a quick little power nap for 30 seconds. But <laughs> one of my favorite cars on the show field was that beautiful silver LaFrance. That... that British car. It was a sedan that the guy we did. Uh, it was a total wreck. Oh my God! It was absolutely gorgeous. And then, then there was a low roof Bentley saloon silver. That was a stunning oh, one. I saw that as well. Right? That. Wasn't that gorgeous? It's a beautiful. Yeah, car. I mean, yeah. You just never know what you see. And of course, you know, I, the last row I walked down was uh, after I did the muscle car row was. Uh, the brass era, which I always enjoy, because you never know what shows up in the brass era section. You know, the craftsmanship and the way they did things back then, and from the suspensions and the steerings. I mean, and you look at some of those beautiful engines. I mean, it's just you're just like in total awe, and you can stand there for hours just looking at. It, you know, just it's great. I love it. Oh yeah, uh, you know, all of those cars were. Uh, Hand, most of them hand-built, 
um, you know, the early ones and just the craftsmanship, all the brass and all the fittings and, you know, the nice finish on everything. It was just really, it's really exciting. And the fact that, you know, of course, back, you know, today, well, we have, you know, domestically, you know, Ford, GM, Chrysler. Uh, back then, you literally had hundreds and hundreds of people who were trying to take advantage of this upstart industry in the uh, automotive industry. So everybody was, you know, getting out there and uh, putting together a, a car. You know, they were getting a group of investors together and they were building cars, and, you know. So you see a lot of cars that you, and names that you've never heard of. Right. I mean, you know, you walk the field, you see a Mitchell. And it's like, how many people have seen a Mitchell? People don't even know what a Mitchell is. Like I said, there right. were thousands of car makers back in the turn of last century. And, you know, some of them only made six cars, some made 12. And uh, sure enough, you'll see some of them at Hershey, the place to show up. The, the other interesting thing about it is, of course, you know, since the industry was in its infancy, you know, Everybody had their own little shtick for their car. Yeah. You know? Um, they had different types of clutches. Some had cone clutches. Some had friction drive. You know, it's, it's kind of cool if you really appreciate the mechanics of all of it. You look at each mm-hmm. one of these things, and they're all different. You know, somebody yeah. came up with what they thought was they were building a better mousetrap, Right. Yeah, they were no parts bins like today where everybody, you know, the same steering column that's in a Mazda, that's in a Nissan, that's in a Toyota. No, everybody made their own components. And that's what's so unique about those cars. really is. You're right. Oh, and, and you know, the other thing, of course, is, you know, you, you think about it. Um, you know, everything that's old is new again or, or the saying that, you know, there's nothing new. Um you know, you look at some of these older cars. Uh, one year, um, there was a uh, Norwalk, N-O-R-W-A-L-K, uh, underslung, which is, you know, where the chassis rests, rests below mm-hmm. the uh, axles. But um, that car uh, restored, it was only one of one, only one left. It was built in West Virginia. And it had a push-button operated transmission. You know, and, and push button back. Wow, yeah, back in the teens, and you know, you you think about it, and uh, you know, it's just interesting and cool that you know everybody had their own way of thinking. Um, and you're right, you're right. Everything old, everything new is old again, or however they, you people say that. But uh, a few years ago, I was talking to a guy who owned an Oldsmobile. I think it was, I don't know if it was a fourteen, a nineteen, a twenty-two. It was early. And it has roller rockers, no, roller lifters from the factory back then. You know, you think, oh, roller lifters, you think that's like a new hot rod invention for the last 25 years? No. Oldsmobile had that 100 years ago. You know, it's just totally amazing. And it's a big lifter, man. It must have been like, you know, four inches long, but a roller lifter. I mean, who would have thought that, you know? And same thing with like a 1942 Nash that I saw at another AACA event. It had a shock tower brace, factory. You know, you Somewhere think that those were from, you know, unibody cars from the 80s or 90s that was created. No, Nash had it in pre-war. 
So yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's just it, it's fascinating to learn what was created, designed, and engineered many, many years ago. That is not new. You know, not new today. It's, it's been done already. And, and you can find out about it for free. <laughs> for free. We love what free. We were cheap. Free. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but, you know, the worst part of yesterday, I didn't get a chance to have a Maryland craft cake. And that's like a routine of mine for 39 years. And I, I just uh, didn't do it. I, I went to the booth, to, to, to the vendor. They were shut down. It was too late. So, uh, uh, I, I that annoyed you. But, you know, uh, yeah. What are you going to do? I did get, I did get some, some Bricker's French fries and uh, chicken strips, which they're my favorite of all time. You know, they're just sitting there. They, they throw the potato into the, you know, chopper thing, <laughs> throw it in, yep. pull the lever down, the fries pop out, and they put them into the peanut oil, and uh, just great stuff. Um, I did get over there to the uh, Stewart's uh, Hot Dog and uh, a Root Beer Float vending uh, oh, booth, I uh, do vending that. trailer. And, uh, I never did so that. Every year. Yeah, you should try oh. that. I mean, the Root Beer Floats is just die for and they're you know hot dogs probably not you know on par with you know what you get down there at Coney Island <laughs> or what people yeah Nathan. get at Coney Island yeah Nathan's but uh, really really good stuff and yeah it's a traditional thing and, and I would have loved to have had a crab cake sandwich too you know that's the thing and of course you know like everybody there on the show field we're all running like crazy uh, right you know we have to have hundreds of judges to get that uh, get all these cars judged and certified too um, and of course we start that at 7 o'clock at, in the morning at judges breakfast there and uh, you know I'm I've been a class judge I serve on AACA national awards as well and then also on the uh, AACA uh, Zenith award judging team and honestly you know the, the judges sometimes are unsung um, you know, they're out there and they're spending their whole day. Yes. It's like me. I, I generally don't get to see most of the show. Um, I get to see the classes I'm judging and the cars that I'm judging. Um, and then you throw in the, the happy happy occasion of, you know, just running into all your friends out there that you haven't seen. you got to take two seconds and, you know, shake a hand or talk to somebody. But, um, yeah, but it's fun. Um, I'd encourage anybody, you know, we We've not really talked about that before, but I'd encourage anybody to uh, get involved in in the judging system. You know, you, you can start with very little knowledge and go to the schools and go to the continuing education uh, classes that AACA provides and, uh, you know, learn as you go and you start out with an apprentice team and you're working with experienced judges um, who will impart their knowledge and to you and, and bring you along. It, some people have been doing it for 40, 50 years or longer, um, some of the judges. So that's how much experience is out there, but it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, and so if, I become, if I become a judge, do I get paid? No. Come on, no, i got to make some money. Tired. Come on. I was going to say, <laughs> not unless you're judging, you know, judging a show up there in... Uh, <laughs> Brooklyn, where you know some money might be payola. Uh, yeah, a little payola for that 
Joey. You want that first place board? Come on, give me some skin over here. <laughs> Gonna cost you. Gonna cost you. Yeah, but yeah. It, it was nice having the library and research center right at the show field. So I saw all the judges coming out. I guess they had, you know, a nice place to gather instead of, you know, a tent, which was the usual thing. And uh, they had a lot of traffic going into that library, so quite a bit. Over over the uh, course of the week, a ton of people went in to check out the new library and research center headquarters there. Um, we had on Tuesday night had a fundraiser, which is a big literature sale. And that's essentially what that is, is, you know, the library gets donations. People realize that, you know, we're going to keep at the library the best copies of whatever reference material you donate. But right. that means we might have dog-eared copies that we've had before and, you know, pages missing, which is not perfect for, you know, you have five of them. And so some of those end up being sold to raise money for the library so that if we, you know, need to go out occasionally, you need to, you know, not everything is donated. Sometimes if it's really something rare, you know, you may have to go out and purchase it in order to put that reference material into the library. Fortunately, most of it gets donated, but not all of it. And then, of course, there's op- all the operating expenses, uh, you know, the scanners and everything else that goes into it. Um, you know, sadly, you know, I had anticipated being able to get Chris to come on and so we could talk about, um, you know, everything that goes into the library. You know, it's just not a matter of a book going on the shelf um, and well, no. sitting there until somebody calls for it. It's a lot to it. Yeah, cataloging and all that stuff takes a lot of time. It really does. But uh, it was nice. It's a beautiful building. And if you've never been, uh, you should definitely uh, stop by. If you go, even if you're passing through Hershey, you know, check the website. You'll find out when the hours are that it's open. And uh, it, it's definitely worth a side trip to go to the AACA Library and Research Center. So uh, that, that's and, pretty cool that it is there. And... and it's free. It's free. No I love free. <laughs> I love free. <laughs> it's free. And you're flipping. Too funny. You know, you're flipping. <laughs> yeah. I am. I am tired. I drove nine. Like I said, I left the Hershey Showfield yesterday at three, and I didn't get into my house till ten after one. So uh, it was a long night. But I had great music. I plugged in my iPhone. I was listening to all kinds of great music, so uh, that was good. Bringing back memories of CBGBs, huh? Yeah, I mean, everything. I was listening to everything from, you know, Violet Femmes and Green Day to The Who, Joan Armatrading, Stevie Wonder. I was listening to some, you know, Perez Prado, uh, you know, uh, Xavier Cougar. I mean, I'm all over the place. Wow. Radiohead. <laughs> so, I love everything. Me too. Um, that's funny. Good. You and I, I mean, I, I knew, you know, we like the last year. Sure. Oh, okay, we got a break. break. Yep. Call J.C. Taylor today for a competitive quote on collector car insurance. Give your most prized possessions the attention that they deserve. You'll receive agreed value coverage. 
giving you the peace of mind to know you're always protected. J.C. Taylor has been supporting the hobby with reliable service that has lasted for six decades. Call 888-ANTIQUE or visit jctaylor.com slash awr to get a quote today. That's 888-268-4783 or visit jctaylor.com slash awr. Drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor. When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega-dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. And now, back to the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello. We're back. All right. So what are we talking about? Music? Music. Music and driving the car. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you can't have a Schusenberg. You don't have a USB port to listen to your music. So. (laughs) You know... Funny though, you were talking about everything. You know, uh, I, you know, I've never listened to what you have on your iPod uh, list, and, and and you haven't listened to mine either. And you know, my friends always look at me and go, "What's the matter with you?" I'm like, "What do you mean?" So, well, we're right. riding down the road, and we listen to your iPod, and you, you know, you, you switch from Judas Priest to Frank Sinatra. How do you? How does right. you do that? <laughs> me too. Yeah, I go from the Buzzcocks to Tony Bennett to yeah. uh, Valdemir Horowitz, which to me was the greatest pianist of all time. And then from there, I'll go to ACDC, the Beatles, to, you know, Stevie Wonder. And yeah, all over the place. It's great. <laughs> Music is yeah. great. doesn't matter what it is. That's me, you know. Well, you know, <laughs> we know we've got good cars or uh, cheap cars, and uh, good music is buried music. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right. I did not so, know that hey. about you, so you always find something out. So, can hey. we talk about very briefly, and it, it, I guess, I don't know if it's a sensitive topic, but I had my booth, and there was some guy who came up to the booth and was telling me that this is the last year that the event is going to happen here because... No. Disney is buying Chocolate World, and we're going to be moving 10 miles away, and Hershey is done. And it's like, how could you say this? And then he goes to me, I got inside information. (laughs) And then they made that announcement, right? What was going on with that? You know anything about that? So 
So here's the thing, and anybody I would encourage anybody, you know, not already on the AACA uh, Antique Automobile Club of America Facebook page, uh, we have two pages. I sign up for both of them, but um, you know, you'll notice I had a post. I, I volunteer some time to moderate yes, that, that page, right. and there is just any number of insane stories. Uh, I had had some people stop me in the middle. You know, I'm out there shopping for, for junk and, you know, hey, hey, come here, come here, come here. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? And they're like, so, is it really true that a group of five attorneys has gotten together? Five attorneys from New York, by the way, uh, gotten together, you know, some sort of syndicate going <laughs> to buy, her, bought the rights for Hershey, and it's going to move to Ohio, okay? How do you put the story together? You know, you That's got funny. five New York lawyers. They're going to buy Hershey and Hershey buy the Hershey Car Show rights in Hershey, Pennsylvania, and then they're going to move it to Cleveland or someplace. You know, <laughs> how do people come up with this stuff? And they're serious. They they always say, "I got inside information, so this is real." Oh. And they're serious. I think they're a bunch of knuckleheads. <laughs> they are a bunch of knuckleheads, you know. Uh, Our Democrats. Really, you know, next thing, you know, you know you're going to have people come along that are going to say, um, hey, um, Elon Musk is buying the rights to the Hershey, Hershey show field, you know. Or right. Buying the rights, buying AACA. It's just crazy. And I can tell everybody there, and, and I do have inside information, you know, First of all, the Hershey region does their due diligence, and yes. Hershey Entertainment is not wanting to get rid of the car show. Um, it brings you know, in so much game, money. What are you kidding? <laughs> they make money off of it, and, you know, yes, they want to be open on the weekends, particularly in October, because they, they like Halloween. Uh, right. They do their spook night or whatever it is out there that they do. Um but they don't want to get rid of the show and their contracts involved. I mean, it's not like, you know, we decide in um, August to just say, hey, you know, we're um, going to do the Hershey Car Show again. You know, this thing is set out years in advance. Uh, yes. People don't stop to think about the fact that you have to have contracts. You have to have all this planning in place. You've got... 300 and some, and I give a big shout out while we're thinking about it to the Hershey region. 300 some odd, 300 and some odd volunteers to take and move that whole event along. And most of them, some of them, they don't get to look at any of it. They're there working the entire time for your benefit, you know, so the rest of us can come in for free and enjoy the show. So I mean, you know, you can't thank these people enough. Um, they put a lot of, a lot of elbow grease into what they're doing up there, and uh, you know, they were very friendly this year too. Yeah, they were. All those people work hard and uh, for very little, you know, gratitude from. But uh, a lot of people thank them. We thanked everybody at the gate. Thank you guys every morning, every evening when we left, because they're out there, rain or shine, and uh, without the people from that region, uh, there would be no show. So, you know, hats off to them, no doubt. 
No, it it, um, it it happens. Been happening for gosh, I'm trying to think now. Seventy, sixty, close 70, to seventy, 70 years. years. Wow, close to. Yeah, like they're going to have a anniversary coming up. Well, next year would be my fortieth. I hope uh, maybe they'll you know have a big birthday cake for me there or something. Just saying. Oh, you know, I'll, just saying. I. I you can bet I'm going to plan something great for you. Just wait. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think you I should have never I, told me. <laughs> Tom, I'll, I'll have to... Me, my friend Lou. Tom, I'll have to check my schedule and see whether I can fly up or not, but I appreciate the uh, invitation. <laughs> yes, yes, you're invited. Dude. Yeah, come We're on up. have a big uh, extravaganza. Uh, Lentinello survives to see a 40th Hershey. Uh, and I'm going to bring my photos from 40 years ago to show people that you really could have gotten a Ferrari 2F, a 250, Pinaferina coupe for $10,000. It was in the car corral. I got pictures of it. I mean, all kinds uh, of great deals back then. But then again, you know, in 1983, $10,000 for an old sports car was a lot of money. So uh, everything's relative, I guess, you know. But, uh, oh, no, yeah, that's, that's it's just true. a wonderful place. And, you know, for the next couple of weeks, you just sit back at night and you reminisce in your brain about, you know, all the people you met and the cars you saw. And it's just a wonderful experience, especially that it's free. I love free. That's right. Love it. Well, me, <laughs> I'm going to be thinking about all the stuff that I, I hesitated on. And you should have bought. Oh, I did. Right. Multiple times. I was out there really? and, you know, there was a particular sign that I was a really, really, was a reasonable price. And I had to think about it just a little bit because I want to make sure, you know, there, when it comes to signs, there are a lot of counterfeits out there. And I like to yeah. have the original ones. I have some, I have some reproductions, but they're obvious reproductions. You right. know, if I'm going to pay for one, I want it to be original if I'm going to pay the price. So, so you hesitated Anyhow, and lost. I did. You went back I, and it was I, gone. It was history. It was so gone. I have it. I took it. <laughs> ah, I'll figure, sell it to you for twice the price if you really want it. <laughs> so like, you know? Yeah, Cox, Cox would like this. Uh, what needs just Yeah, how about a fighter? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want it, but I know Cox does. He, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know... The other thing about it is I was so happy, you know, I talked about the fact that, you know, I put all these parts out for sale, you know, on the honor system. Every dollar was there. And then I, I was really happy. I was like, gosh, I, got, I traded all this junk in, and I got all this money back. People have junk that they can hopefully use or that they can mm -hmm. put on a shelf and bring to another Hershey in 20 years. But I have money. I'm, I'm, you know, it's coming back to me. And then what do I do? I go out and buy right. more rusty crap to bring home. <laughs> well, you know, I'm sure that makes your wife happy, you know, because she likes old, you know, car parts too. It's all over your house, I understand, right? I've got an eclectic <laughs> uh, decor. We, we will you do, that. and you have a great I'm... wife. She puts up with it. That's wonderful. Yeah. So yep. we, we have some cool stuff. Um you know, going going way back. I've, you know, signs wise, I've been buying those. I've been buying signs since I was sixteen years old. 
you know, since I had my own car. My parents weren't keen on me buying science. What the heck are you buying that for? <laughs> so See, we I got out for free in New York. In, in New York, yeah. we, we just unbolted them, and we stole them. <laughs> Some people had garage fulls of signs, street signs, and Con Edison signs that we took, that were, you know, put out in the street, men working. Oh, yeah, we swiped those at night. We still got them. <laughs> free. They were free. <laughs> Love them. <laughs> I, I, you know, never let it be said that we're not live here on the classic car show. <laughs> right. <laughs> I took out my Con Edison hat that, that some worker left, uh, you know, when he was working on by the uh, sewer. And I took that and I still got it. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get a picture I borrowed it. I didn't take it. I borrowed it. I just haven't given it you, back you yet. Borrowed you it. know You're what I mean? planning on returning it. You've just been yeah, forgetting yeah, to yeah. return it. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, so, yeah, I mean, we've all accumulated stuff over the years. I mean, I'll, I'll have to say there was one raucous night in college where I ended up with a sign, but we, we won't go there, you know. Um, <laughs> it, 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 it happens down south, too. Um, so Crankshaft, you found a bunch of good material up there for Crankshaft? I did. There's quite a few cars I would love to make arrangements to photograph, but, you know, they're all... A lot of them are in Pennsylvania, and that's okay, uh, a 10-hour trip for me. So, yeah, so we found some good cars for future issues. So uh, we're working on issue five. We should have it out by Thanksgiving. This way you don't have to sit down and talk to your relatives at dinner. You could go up in the living room, read Crankshaft, and uh, it'd be a good relief. So, uh, you know, again, hope everybody made it home from Hershey safe and sound, and uh, we'll definitely see you on the show field next year, folks. And remember, Hershey and all AACA national shows are free, free, absolutely free to the general public. Bring your families. Yeah. That's what they want you to do. Bring your family. Love pass free. on the hobby. And uh, yeah. fall is here. What does that mean? Old car hobby is winding down. So what do you do, Rich? Do you get on the couch? No, you, you read Crankshaft no. Magazine or you get in your garage. Do something with your life. Work on your cars. <laughs> Do something. See you next time. Take care, folks. Time. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.